My name is Julie Turney, and this is HR Sound Off, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent HR topics. But ultimately, we will be settling some of the many misconceptions that people have about the human resources profession. Some weeks you will hear from my guests, and other times it will be just you and me in the sound booth. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of HR Sound Off. Today, we are talking a mixture of things, but all relating to the candidate experience as you search for jobs, as you are hired, but then also about tips and tricks in terms of writing that good resume, how to interview and present yourself during an interview. And to join me today to have this conversation is Curtis Tompkins. Happy to be here today with you, Julie. Thank you for having me. Curtis, hi, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good today. Thank you for joining me on this episode where we're talking about the candidate experience. So can you tell us who is Curtis Tompkins, what do you do, and what's your HR story? Well, I am the owner of Job Ready Today. It's a uh, career readiness firm in Charlotte, North Carolina, where we assist job seekers with uh, resumes, interview preparation, uh, career coaching, career training, all that good stuff. All things career to get the job seeker ready for uh, their next opportunity. Um, I've been helping job seekers now uh, close to a decade uh, in a mixture of places. Um, I've been in a hiring manager for a uh, Fortune 500 company where we're able to bring on a good number of candidates, getting them together. Um, also, here in the space that I'm in now, helping with the resumes and all that good stuff, uh, getting the job seekers uh, in place and trying to uh, show them the right way. Mm-hmm. Many candidates have a, uh, a certain idea of how things should be done. But when it comes down to doing it right, many are missing the mark. And part of my mission is to help the job seeker get into a better place because I'm tired of seeing people wondering and going and doing the same thing over and over and over again Yeah. when we can get it right, maybe sometime the second time uh-huh. and won't have to, you know, go through that same cycle anymore. Right. right. Awesome. So, mm-hmm. That's great. Well, kudos to you for being an entrepreneur and kudos to you for making that decision to help candidates to have the best experience they can as they apply for jobs, but also to prepare themselves because I think candidate readiness is very important. So you're from the U.S. Yes. What is your experience currently? I know you just talked a little bit about it, but with regards to preparing candidates for jobs. So kind of walk me through your process and what does a day look like for you? Okay. Well, it can be a mixture of things uh, according to the day, but typically um, may have a, a job seeker may reach out and may need me to figure out what's going on. So they may present me with a situation and say, well, um, I'm sending my resume out and I'm not getting any callbacks. Mm-hmm. I know I'm qualified but it's just something is, is wrong. And they run me down on their history on, you know, they've done this and they've done that and they sound like a well-qualified candidate. But 
when I take a look at the resume, mm -hmm. I say, well, I see why. And of course, I'm not going to tell them that like that, but I kind of give them the run and let them know there are just certain things when it comes down to the resume that you just don't have. Right. First of all, uh, with that applicant tracking system that people can't stand so much. Right. That's something that people have to look out for. And what, what people have to understand is that this applicant tracking system is not the enemy. No. You, when it comes down to anything, we can't have a, a victim mindset, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. um, we have to prepare ourselves to take on any obstacle that comes our way. Right. So if we decide that we want to run away a race, we can't get mad because uh, five minutes into we get tired. No, you have to prepare yourself. Correct. Uh, whatever, whatever you're going to do, keep on going. You got to practice a long time. Keep on practicing, practicing until you get yourself that endurance to be able to handle it. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when it comes down to the system. You got to learn how to play the game. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to the applicant tracking system, there are certain things where when I'm looking at that resume, that's going to stick out to me automatically. Right. We have these fancy styles and these uh, uh, these graphics and different things that we mm -hmm. think are just so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, straight up, those things don't matter. No. Keep it straight, get to the point, and, and, and leave it like that. So seeing those things and kind of educating the job seeker, letting them know, you have to do away with this. Yeah. You have to do away with that in order to achieve what you're looking for. Right. And to be honest with you, some job seekers listen, and guess what? Some don't. Right. And they may say, oh, well, it's not that I, I'm trying this and I'm trying that. Did you try what I asked you? And if they're not trying it, I got to re-educate sometime. Let them know, like, you, yeah. you need to do it this way. And that will work on it. You may have some people that come for career coaching. You may have some people that come for interview preparation mm -hmm. uh, that may be doing things a certain way. Somebody that may be lacking confidence in the interview and just letting them know. I mean, I understand that nervous piece. Come on. I, I mean, we, we are human. That's right. And sometimes when it comes down to going in there, we may feel, you know, a sense of intimidation. Mm -hmm. But the bottom line we have to remember is that is a person just like you are. Yeah. And if you go and prepared, you have a better chance of passing the interview instead of just going in there scary. So I'm not going to talk too much more, but that's just a tidbit of what it's like in the day for me. Yeah, awesome. And I can see where your passion lies for really helping your clients to be successful. So let's talk about that success. What does success look like for you? Oh. What makes me feel a sense of success? Many people look at the uh, the bottom line. Just speaking frankly, people look at the finances. But of course, that's needed. But that's not success right. because you can be a million dollar corporation, but if you're not helping your clients, you're not doing anything. Right. And when my clients come back to me, and when they say recruiters and hiring managers are looking at my resume. I wasn't getting any calls before, but they're looking now. When they tell me I got the job, when they tell me different things like that, it, 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 it's, it's rewarding for me uh -huh. because that shows me that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Right. Just because people have this uh, mindset when you become an entrepreneur, wherever you are, uh -huh. that because you are boss, that you are accomplished. No, yeah. 
No. You are held at a greater sense of accountability. Absolutely. And you have to make sure that you're doing your job. And what is your job? Whatever your mission statement is, you have to be following it to the T every single day. Yeah. It's, it's no excuse. Absolutely. That's where you that's where you held for. So that is success for me when my clients are actually, you know, receiving what I said they would. Now, of course, in anything, you can't make any guarantees. That's right. And I let people know up front, I can't make you any guarantee. But I will tell you this. If you follow the strategy that I'm giving to you, we can change the situation from where it is now. That much I can't say. Right. Know? So that's what success looks like for me. Absolutely. And I love what you said about the fact that when people listen to you and that when people get jobs, when people tell you that they're having people look at their resumes, when they're getting interest, those are the things that drive you and that it's not the money. That's powerful because a lot of people start businesses because they want to get money. But when you start business from a place of love and passion for what you're doing and how you're helping to make someone's experience, life experience better, when you are looking to help someone get a job to feed their family, to do what they need to do, that's powerful. There's power in that. So I wish you, I wish you every success with that for sure. Thank you. Thank you. So in addition to caring about people, wanting to see people get the getting jobs and helping them to achieve that, you made a decision to write a book. Can you tell us a little bit about this book and what readers will find when they when they look at this book? Okay. Well, I wrote the book. It's called uh, Resume Writing Simplified, Removing the Guesswork to Achieve Optimal Results. Um, on LinkedIn is a, a specific place I want to mention. Um, many job seekers tend to voice their frustration about the job search process, about the applicant tracking system, about how the system needs to be changed. Um, and I mean, re reality sets out for me that, I mean, it's not going to change. This system is set in place to help the employer to find the best candidate. Granted, sometimes there may be some uh, back end issues on their end, but overall, this system is set to do what it does. Right. So what the candidate has to do is prepare themselves and the resume writing simplified shows them a way to format the resume, uh, put things in place so that it can get past the applicant tracking system, show them how to read a job description and extract the keywords, yeah. where to put them on the resume. I mean, it, it's a short book. It's, it's, it's a total of 51 pages. Right. And many people will think, well, how could you explain it in 51 pages? I mean, right. the book out to find out. It really breaks it down for you where anybody that's reading can understand. Mm -hmm. So that when it comes down to tailoring your resume, of course, you're going to have to do it a couple of times. Yeah. And, um, in the beginning, it may take you a while to do it. But if you follow the concept that's out in the book, it will help to, like the book says, achieve optimal results. Yeah. So that, that was the uh, idea behind Mm -hmm. resume writing simplified and so far it's helped 
uh, some job seekers, and that that that's exciting as well. Yeah, so. absolutely. When your book reaps rewards for your for its readers, then you know you've, you've done a good job. But I, I love what you said before, and I just want to go tap back to one thing that you said before: helping job seekers to read the job description. Yes, and then put those keywords into the resume. Why is that important? Huh. Well, <laughs> it's you're not going to get past the applicant tracking system without doing that. I want to throw out some statistics, if you will. Go ahead. When it comes down to the applicant tracking system, and I can speak here in the U.S., mm -hmm. over 90% of Fortune 500 companies are using applicant tracking systems, right? Yep. Many smaller companies are using them too. And I mean, of course, they're, they're growing in popularity. Right. Um, out of all of the candidates that submit resumes online, 25% make it through the applicant tracking system. So that's 75% that, that don't make it. At all. At all. Wow. And it's because of those things Having first those things that are wrong with the resume and all the, all the extra stuff on the resume, just to put it plain, and then not op, not optimizing the resume, not putting the right the keywords in the right places and doing things of that nature, mm -hmm. and then you have some that try to uh, beat the system, so to say, and try what do you mean to. By that? What do you mean by that? Beat the system. Well, there is something that, and 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 it kind of pains me a bit. Because this advice is out there on the internet, uh -huh. where they would take the entire job description, they would copy it, they would select a little space on their resume and paste the information in there. They would resize the text to about size two, you know, that's about the smallest size, uh -huh. and make the text white. And when they do that, mind you, all of the job description is in the resume. So when they put it through, they think that that will, you know, it'll have all the keywords and they'll be good to go. But some applicant tracking systems now are put in place where they can detect that what we call keyword stuffing right and when it when it detects it it can kick that resume out or say no there's something going wrong with that right so trying to beat the system trying to get in it it doesn't make it, it it's not making any sense right or if a job seeker would attempt to do the keywords without doing that extra step right and put in keywords anywhere so you'll be reading it and the resume wouldn't make sense so that's why 75% of candidates don't make it. And mm -hmm. it, it seems as a problem to uh, the, the job seeker on and on, but it's just changing your strategy. Yeah. I'm not sitting here saying it's easy all the time, mm -hmm. but it's all about changing your strategy. Because mm -hmm. if, if it's come just like that, sometimes is it really worth having? Does it prove to really be, you know, shown to say, okay, this is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that that's where it is. Wow. Okay. Thank you for, for setting the record straight on that because I, I never knew um, that people were doing that. Um, but I guess that's because I just don't have that time to search the internet and figure out why people will want to do something like that. But everybody wants to beat the system in some way or the other, right? So they're going to yeah. find a way and... If there's one thing for sure, you can find almost anything on the internet now. So I'm not surprised that that exists, but thank you for setting the record straight there for us. 
So what advice would you give to persons who are in the recruiting space, the career development space, in terms of value add to the client and in terms of setting your business up for success? Three words, treat people right. And somebody may say, okay, well, that's a cliche. Oh, no, it's not. Okay, can you repeat that just in case there were people in the back of the room or there was somebody was in the kitchen somewhere and they didn't quite hear that? Can you repeat it for them? <laughs> I'm going to repeat that. Treat, treat people right. You have to. That's, that's the only, that is the only way that you will achieve success. Because if you don't treat people right, word of mouth is powerful. Mm-hmm. It will get around about your business. People think, and, and even in this uh, climate of COVID-19, people think because people are shut up that the word is not going to get out. No, it's going to get out even quicker. Yep. You have cell phones, you have the internet, you have everything possible in this day and time. People will tell it. And yeah, yeah I had an experience with this business. They'll find you on Google. Mm-hmm. They'll find you on LinkedIn. They'll start writing posts and things of that nature. And, and you won't always know. And they can get the word out about your business and that can make your business crumble. Yeah. There was a, the other day I wrote a, a post on LinkedIn and it was about when businesses treat their customers as an option mm-hmm. instead of something that's necessary to their business. I told them to give me a call when you're packing your office space up because it's coming soon. <laughs> and people think that these things are uh, something that you just say, but in some ways, I've lived it with other companies. Mm-hmm. There's one company I'm thinking of right now that I'm not going to name right. because there's some Yeah, we don't want people. you to do that. <laughs> but when it comes down to the experience that I personally had there, I wasn't a boss or anything. Mm-hmm. At the at there at that company, right. but the experience, the way they treated some people, and the way they wanted me to treat some people, yeah. and I'm gonna tell you now, they ain't there now because of that. <laughs> Let's yeah. leave it right there. Yeah. <laughs> wow. But those three words: treat people right. Yeah. Keep. Absolutely. So. I want to thank you for sharing that because I feel like it's very important for people to recognize that we are in an age where people now don't just care about a job. People don't just care about the fact that they have to pay bills. They want an experience. Oh yeah. We are in a space now where we have converging generations in the workplace and generation B, um, millennials, Gen X, they all want different things. But that last generation converging in the workplace has shifted the mindset of every generation now. To think of the importance of that life-work balance, not work-life balance. Because we work to live. We don't live to work. And we want to be able to have that balance so that we can support ourselves, yes, but so we can enjoy life in general. So that when I look at the beautiful green trees that are ahead of me, or I look across here and I look at the ocean that I can see and enjoy that because I'm thinking of my experience, my life experience and work is part of my life experience. 
therefore what I get when I'm hired or when I am being recruited is an experience, which is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Right. Make sense? Yeah, they make a lot of sense. Yeah. And so I think that as we look to help people develop their careers, change their lives by getting them employed, that these are things that we really need to take very seriously. So I'm glad that you use those, those three words to treat people right. Because when we treat people right, then word of mouth spreads, we get more clients, we get more interest, and people know that they're going to have a good experience with us. What would you say is the importance of consistency to that? Because we could treat people right today, but where does consistency play its part in that? Oh, man, you have to make sure that you're consistent because if you treat some people right, and you treat others wrong, it could still have the same effect that treating people wrong all the time has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you have, just say for example, on different platforms like uh, Yelp and Google in different places, they have customer reviews. Right. And if you go to Google and everybody's saying, oh, this company, they're no good, such and such and such, there's a hundred reviews there. And there's a hundred reviews on Yelp saying, oh yeah, this person is awesome, such and such and such. You're going to leave your potential client in the state where they're conflicted. Mm -hmm. And a conflicted buyer is not something that you want because they may wind up going the other way. You want somebody when they see your company, like, you know what? Hmm, I think I'm going to go with them because everybody is saying uh, this, they had a positive experience. I want that positive experience. But if they're saying that, uh, I'm not sure, then they're not going to be sure. And then customer going to go out the door. Exactly, exactly. So consistency is key. Thank you. So tell us, Curtis, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think will benefit our audience? Oh, let's see here. Well, for some of the audience, there's a book that I was able to read. It's called Escaping the Trap by Bill Geither. Uh-huh. hope I'm saying his name right. Uh-huh. But it's Escaping the Trap. It's a, it's not a long book at all. Right. It's a small book, but it gives insight on the current state of work uh-huh. and the current realities of work. And honestly, there are some people that may be searching for work where another job is not what they need. Right. There may be some people that it's time for them to step in the entrepreneurial realm, Mm -hmm. but they may be scared or what have you. That book gives some uh, insight and it gives some encouragement for those who may need it. Okay. Um, Another book or um, source of information Mm -hmm. that will be helpful for job seekers. There's a website that was created back in 2018. Okay. It's called project help you grow it's a philanthropy to assist job seekers 100 for free uh-huh. trying to find the next opportunity so there's a blog with tons of information uh-huh. uh videos uh, actual places where they can apply for jobs like all over the world right uh and it is a very 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 good resource for job seekers so i encourage those who may need it to 
check that out. I mean, when I say it's a wealth of information, it's a wealth of information. I'm on there too. I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> be, you know, say, yeah. go there just, just for me or what have you. Right. I'm only on probably once or twice, but I'm right. telling you, some okay. good information on there. Yeah. Awesome. So we'll share those links in the comments um, on release of this podcast. Um, I want to talk about the power of LinkedIn. Oh, all right. So for a candidate experience, how important would you say is LinkedIn? What tips would you give to candidates who are preparing to enter the job market and their use of LinkedIn? Uh, it's good to get on LinkedIn as soon as possible and start to do something that many are missing the mark on and it's building relationships. Yeah. You have to build relationships with those that you, you know, not only those that you're expecting to get something from, but build relationships with people who you may not have much of anything in common with because you never know who is going to be the one to lead you to your next opportunity. Mm -hmm. here's, here's where many people on LinkedIn get it wrong. We talk about this a lot. There are some people who get on LinkedIn. They don't post any content. They don't uh, engage with anyone. Mm -hmm. But when it's time to land an opportunity, when they're looking for their next job, they send messages to everybody. Oh, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Well, while there are many people who are willing to help you, yeah. it's going to be a very, very, very small margin. Yes. Why? Because people don't know you. They don't see you. Mm -hmm. But if you're strategic about what you do, then you will be able to leverage those connections that you have. Right. So being on LinkedIn, content. You don't know how to uh, build some content? Read and find out. Like we you talked about earlier, the internet has a wealth of information. Absolutely. Follow some people who are doing it. Yeah. And that are, I mean, and, and, and if people need to find some inspiration, I can give you some now. Follow Ira Bowman. I-R-A-B-O-W-M-A-N. Follow that gentleman. He's a, a job seeker uh, advocate. Uh -huh. uh, who else? Give, give me some people. That Nick Dorsey. Uh -huh. Follow him. You can follow me. I post content every day. Yes. Every single day on LinkedIn, I post content. Uh -huh. And that's not to say that, you know, I'm this big guy on LinkedIn. No. But I know the power. Yeah. And if you utilize, as a job seeker, you utilize that power, <laughs> you talking about trying to get opportunities, you might have three or four coming here and there because of how you present yourself. Yeah. I don't, don't want to drag it on too long, but yeah, no, that's, that's... No, 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 no. I mean, LinkedIn is a very important space. I try very hard to encourage people. Every any Anytime I have a speaking engagement, anytime I have an opportunity to talk to job seekers, I encourage them to get onto LinkedIn. Um, I'm always still baffled that there are people who don't know what LinkedIn is. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm always baffled at the way that pe people underutilize LinkedIn because it is a powerful, powerful platform. Oh, and yeah. so, and it's how you show up and it's how consistently you show up that matters on LinkedIn. And so for, for me, I really feel like it's important to help people recognize you're missing an, an amazing opportunity by not being on this platform. Um, how you set yourself up, that about you section, your tagline section, your 
likes your what you like, what you share, who you follow, all of those things are important. And all of those things are what potential employers see and will then reach out and say, yes, this is someone I want to talk to. This is someone I want to give an opportunity to. And so I really do um, appreciate your sharing your insight where, where LinkedIn is concerned. Is there anything else where LinkedIn is concerned that you want to share with our, with our listeners right now, whether they're professionals in the space, because I think professionals as in who do what you do, who are helping people with the candidate experience, what advice would you give them as they show up on LinkedIn? Well, you want to make sure like in, in this advice is going to go for though you said something earlier when it comes down to what you affiliate yourself with because mm-hmm. consider this is public knowledge everything that you're doing so i can go down someone's activity on linkedin and see everything that they liked everything that they commented on and all that make sure that you present yourself in a good manner whether it's for business or whether it's for uh trying to find a position because there are some people that engage in things on LinkedIn surrounding hate, surrounding racism, surrounding this and that. And that's the things that you don't want yourself affiliated with. Exactly. Because once someone sees it Mm -hmm. that one time, Mm -hmm. you can say, okay, well, where is it so I can delete it? Mm -hmm. Screenshot our thing. And that is something that can kind of mess you up. So just gotta be careful what you affiliate yourself with. Yeah. Absolutely. I I agree with you 100%. Here comes my big question as we start to wrap up. What is the one misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right now? Hmm. That anybody in these positions understand everything that the candidate may be dealing with. So you have different situations that uh, candidates encounter that is not going to always be uh, presented out front. Either sometimes they, they can't present those situations or it's just not that they, they don't want to in some cases. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have to do is make sure that we have a sense of discernment when it comes down to situations on how we handle situations. Yeah. Um, being able to know when to take the right steps. And and I have this thing that I, I do. When it comes down to making decisions, you have the book that says, this is how you do it. And then you have common sense that tells you, this is how you do it. Right. You can do things a different way within the book but it may not be written in the book mm-hmm. i know you get what i'm saying when i say that i do you have to make sure that you use that common sense and that discernment to be able to determine which direction you have to go everything is not going to be written in that book right right so so just just to, to be clear like you for many people you know we look at certain situations and we go okay we have a rule for that we have a policy for that in every situation, that is not the case. And even right. if there was, you should, still shouldn't hide behind it. Right. Getting you right. right. Am, I, and am I understanding you? You understand. You yes. understand. Yes. Okay. I get you. Thank you for sharing that. Can you tell our beautiful people where they can find you on social media? Oh, yes. Yeah. 
yes. Well, you can find me on LinkedIn, of course. You can find me on Facebook. Uh, you can find me on it's a site called Alignable. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, another website called Service Professionals Network. You can find me on Twitter. Where else am I? I think that's it. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. Yeah, that's, like that. <laughs> that's the point. <laughs> well, Curtis, thank you so much. It was really great to talk to you today. I appreciate you sharing all of your insights with us. And we look forward to whatever you bring forth in the future, whether that's another book, a bigger book, who knows. But we will be here following your story and cheering you on as you go. So thanks again. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you to your audience as well. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us in the sound booth today. I hope that you found this information from this episode useful. You can find me on all social media platforms at I am Julie Turney. That's I am Julie Turney. And you can find this episode or this show on most digital platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, you name it, we're there. Thanks to Anchor FM and Rock Solid Entertainment for helping me to put this content together for you. And I will see you again when we next sound off.